Hello, my name is Steve Hendricks and I'm the president at Life Science Technologies, developer of the M.Care platform. Welcome to today's podcast. As we mentioned in the opening podcast, the purpose of the, this series of, of messages is to bring together uh, healthcare leaders, people that are innovative and strategic thinkers in the healthcare space. We're very excited to, to bring these individuals uh, to you, and each week we'll have a different topic and, and we'll, we'll cover different subjects, but it'll all be around virtual care and the M.Care platform and where it fits in the overall uh, ecosystem of what we're trying to accomplish. Today I'm really excited. Today we have uh, Brent Kevern. Uh, Brent's part of the uh, uh, team here at uh, M.Care. He actually is the Chief Technology Officer. Welcome, Brent. Thanks. Good to be here. I got to tell you, I am so excited about this part of our podcast series because I think Brent's story is, is amazing. So I want to go back to the birth of M.Care and really before that, Brent, and kind of where the idea came from uh, going back to uh, the, some personal events in your life. Sure. Um, back in 2007, I was running data centers for a multinational company uh, throughout the United States. I had a responsibility for different data centers and at the same time I was also back in school because I always had this desire to become a doctor. And life was crazy at that point. It was about the year 2007. And along about that time, my eldest son, uh, Jared, decided to change all of my plans. He came downstairs one day and he had a lump under, under his neck that I couldn't identify. And um, long story short, uh, my son had cancer. And with that, everything I was doing, everything I wanted to do changed. And the um, main focus, everything in my life at that point became, how can I help my son? What can I do to help him get through the treatment for, for his cancer? Um, during that phase of my life, um, my, I developed a burning passion to start working with uh, sick kids and decided that that was something I really wanted to do uh, with my career. And so I stopped all the crazy stuff. I stopped going to school, I stopped running all the data centers, and I focused on um, finding a way to work with sick kids. And I was fortunate enough to get a job at a children's hospital here in town um, in their cardiac surgery research group. It was with that um, career change that the idea of M.Care started to happen. The combination of what had happened with my son and where things were going at the hospital gave me kind of an idea, and I'll, I'll walk you through a little bit of that if you'd like. Um, specifically, I was assigned a number of different projects work, while working at the hospital, and one of the projects um, had to do with working with children who had had heart transplants. We knew inside the hospital that kids who had had heart transplants once they were reached the age of 12 years old started to um, be more susceptible to problems and uh, issues with having their heart um, being repaired. And so we looked into that problem to try to figure out what it was. And as it turned out, um, one of the doctors had done a study and had figured out the kids that were between the age of 12 to 18 years old uh, were not adherent to the medical regimens that, that the doctors wanted them to, to do. And specifically, um, the kids were really smart. Once they reached 12 years old, it tended to be the case that parents would uh, relinquish control of when to take medications and kind of would trust the kid to, to, to do what they were supposed to do. But in the end, kids were, you know, they didn't want to take the medications that made their stomachs hurt or made their hair fall out or do these different things to their bodies, so they just stopped taking them. And because of that, uh, they had a much higher propensity for their heart to reject. When we discovered that problem, we put together um, a software solution that we could put into the hands of that child. And at that time, you know, 
iPhones and those things were kind of new to the world and kids were just all about it. And so we developed an application that we could stick onto that child's phone that would help them understand the situation that they were in and to guide them forward with uh, their medical care to help keep them on a good, healthy trail. After I finished that project, I got assigned to another one that had to do with babies that are born into the world with a single ventricle. Those babies go through a series of three different surgical procedures. The first one is done about one week after birth, and the second one is done about six months later. During the period of time between the first procedure and the second procedure, there's a lot of pressure from the families to bring the baby home. As everybody wants want to do, you want to start your family and be working with your child at home, but that child is in a pretty precarious situation. And specifically, um, there are several things that can go wrong in the care of that child that could uh, require surgical intervention or interventions by the doctors. So there was a lot of worry by the hospital that sending that baby home in that situation might present something to the family that they wouldn't know how to handle. So we looked at developing an application that would monitor that baby at home and would share enough data with the doctor to help them understand the condition of the baby while also providing relief to the parents to know that the, the kiddo is doing okay um, and that all the data that was being gathered by the family could be transmitted back to the hospital for review. So it was with those three events in my life, the, working with my own son, going through a pretty critical medical treatment, um, working with the babies that had um, heart, or the kids that had heart transplants and the babies that were born with single ventricles, um, kind of presented this common theme. People did well while they were in the hospital, but once they went home, there were a lot of problems that arose. And it was with that idea that I started to formulate an idea for M.Care, and that was how can we provide software and services to a family at home so that the hospital stays connected to the family and also so that that um, family or family member can stay uh, on a good path for getting better in their, in their health journey. Awesome. Hold that thought for a second. With any story, we all like a happy ending. Tell us about Jared. So Jared is 29 years old now, and he is a pediatrician working in Madison, Wisconsin at the Children's Hospital. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so we had this personal life event. We had these stories of, of uh, situations at the hospital with the, with the kiddos. And so all this began to percolate, and you came up with the idea of M.Care. Right. What I want to talk a little bit about is how all of that kind of fed into so. The M.Care platform has a patient engagement app. It does. How do we engage with the patient? It has a care management portal for the care management team to watch over that patient. Mm -hmm. And then we have software that connects the two and it's kind of watching the data. So how did all of those experiences then feed into what's in the patient engagement platform and lead into M.Care? Yeah, that's a great question. The One of the main focuses of the patient platform was to develop something that uh, would allow healthcare to become part of the life of the patient as opposed to a separate thing that they would have to go and do. There are a lot of websites out there um, that companies had developed where a patient would have to maybe remember to sign on or know how to sign on or remember the URL of the web address to look at their data. We wanted to get away from that. We wanted to make healthcare something that was simple and in fact in your pocket. So we built the M.Care patient-facing uh, system to be extremely simple to use and to integrate healthcare into their life. The second part of that was the concentration on the care team and how they manage patients. One of the things that I thought was interesting when working at the Children's Hospital was that um, the definition of what healthy meant 
varied between um, departments. In the department that I worked in, for, for an example, in the heart department, we were very interested in nutrition and on heart rates and blood pressures and things like that. But down the, down the road in the um, kidney department, um, those folks were more interested in whether children continued to take their medications or not. So the definition of what healthy behavior was varied by department. And so what we wanted to do was to build a platform that would allow a care team to define what healthy meant to them for working with their patient set and to make it simple for them to receive the data from the patient and know exactly what to do given a situation that the system might have discovered. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, one of the, the advantages, one of the strengths of the M.Care platform is that ability to configure it for different care plans, whether that's uh, CHF, COPD, diabetes. So I think that configurability uh, certainly it was a great design idea that you had in building it out. There's other key differentiators in the platform like voice recognition, the ability to pull data in from Bluetooth medical devices. But the one I want you to talk a little bit about is some of the work that you've done uh, in and around AI, specifically in the predictive modeling. We found some, some early lessons there that it's not just about biometric data, it's about some of the other data that we're collecting right. that really tells the story. You want to share a little bit of that? Sure. Inside of M.Care, there's this notion of an artificial intelligent agent, and each one of these agents that we construct is able to use different AI techniques to kind of look over all of the data in the system to help identify problems or situations that might need the patient or the care team's attention. One of those agents we were um, developing had to do with whether we could predict whether a patient was going to make the decision to go to the hospital on any given day. Now in that situation, we first started out by trying to build a predictive model that simply took a lot of biometric information like blood pressures and heart rates and temperatures and things like that and tried to build a model that used that information and then correlate it back to if a patient would make that decision to go to the hospital. And what we found out was there's no correlation between those two things. And that was really kind of stunning at first. We, we thought for sure that there'd be something in that data that would tell us this patient's going to make that decision. As it turns out, if you think about it though, and this is true with a lot of the predictive models, you have to really think about the question that you're asking. And in this particular case, we were asking the question, when will a patient make the decision to go to the hospital? That's different from when should the patient go to the hospital? And because of that difference, we refined our model to take into effect other things that the patient might consider to making that decision. As an example, uh, we looked at more of a subjective approach to when a person makes um, that decision. Oftentimes, they'll get up in the morning, not feeling very well. Maybe they've not been feeling very well for a few days. Maybe it's a Saturday. Maybe it's hard to get hold of the care team for a particular reason. Those factors impact the decision about whether somebody makes the decision to go to the hospital far more than biometrics. The other thing that I thought was pretty interesting, Steve, about the model that we developed was that it wasn't just subjective opinion that the person was making, but the models also showed that the more often a patient communicated with their care team, the less chance they had of going to the hospital. Now using these models, we train the agent to be able to look for other people that might be in the same situation using those same subjective measures and the use of the system and everything else that we factored in to help the agent say, hey, this looks like a patient that's gonna make the decision today to go to the hospital, or this patient does not look like they're gonna make right. that decision today. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, a final point that I'll make here as we wrap up 
is that the MDOT Care platform is not just about supporting the ability to react to a patient's condition. We always seem to be reacting after the fact. It is about the ability to, to predict or to proactively care for that patient before they deteriorate, before they end up back in the hospital, back in the ER. So that's really one of the beauties of the platform and this entire virtual care model. Brent, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks. That was really informative and, and, and I really enjoyed that. I'll remind the audience that one of the things that we're doing with this podcast series is that we're asking you to send in your questions so that at some future podcast, we can answer those questions for you. So if you want to send in your questions to steveh at m.care, we'll be happy to put them into the queue. And again, in some future podcast, we'll, uh, we'll get together and, and answer the questions as best we can. So with that said, again, thanks, Brent, for being with us today. Thank you all for your time, and we'll look forward to the next uh, podcast.